good. Hello. 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 Hi. Welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. We're missing a book. Are we missing a book? I don't know. We had two last week, so we had two this week. All right. It's fine. Let's just... Hi. It's the Media Boat Podcast. <laughs> that made no sense to anyone. Uh, but today is November the 14th, 2018. Book it. This is episode 149, I believe, this week. Yes, yes, this is. 148 last week. Uh, so that's how math works. So it's plus one. Plus Pl- one week. We're just plus one now? Just plus one So that life. means next week's going to be 150? That means that next episode, uh, the um, Thanksgiving Eve edition of, uh, which we may or may not have to reschedule, of uh, the Media Boat Podcast will be episode wait, 150. Wait, why do we have to reschedule? I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll be here. Actually, wait, I might not be. Uh, we'll get to, we'll talk after the show. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, welcome to the Media Boat right. Podcast. If you don't know what the Media Boat Podcast is... We are your source for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order, but in yeah. some sort of order. It's an order yeah. of the Phoenix. We have an order. Um, of a Phoenix. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. I'm kind of doing a little something on the side right now. Yeah, you are. But that does not stop <laughs> us from rolling with our usual show. Yeah, we are. So, We're rolling. speaking of rolling, yeah. what... Movie is rolling in that dough well, as we talk about the box office. Yes, we always that... start with movies, <laughs> and we always start movies with the box office numbers. And of course, as you just said, something is making money, and we called it. So what? So what's got that green? The Grinch is that green. He's pretty green himself. Uh, but yes, Illuminations, The Grinch. Doctor Seuss is The Grinch. I believe that is the proper name of this movie. I believe it is. Illumination Presents Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. I don't think it uses the long-form title of... Tyler Perry Presents. How the Grinch... (laughs) No, Something Christmas or whatever. It's just The Grinch. In this case, it is not that. This is just The Grinch. That is your number one movie this weekend, debuting at $67 million. Woo! It's, it's something. It's not it, the it's best. It's up there. Illuminations have done. But it's up there, but yeah, it's not too early for Christmas. I, I say it's too think early. It might be. As I've been saying to my doctor constantly, it's too early. It's too early. There's still <laughs> 25 days of November before you get to the 25 days of Christmas. Yeah, it's too early for that. But uh, I, I don't consider it to be Christmas season until Santa Claus comes down. Yes, Broadway. Uh, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes. That is how that works. That's how you signal Christmas. You wait until Thanksgiving happens, and then it is Christmas. Yes. Anyways, your number two movie, uh, not Christmassy at all, Bohemian Rhapsody, continues its run with another $31 million. It's uh, now crossed the $100 million threshold. Oh, out. right. That's, so that's something. I mean, that's a good first weekend for it, and a kind of on, pay, on par, yeah. half, 50% drop second weekend. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that, do you note know, that makes it two? Count that two uh, music movies two crossing music the hundred movies. million dollars mark. That's true. Running into number three, J.J. Abrams's Overlord debuts to just ten million dollars. That sounds about right. J.J. Abrams did not direct. J.J. Yeah. Abrams did not write. This is just produced by and in the vein of um, the. Cloverfield world, but it's not explicitly said that within any of the trailers, <laughs> so I don't think anybody got that vibe. Uh-huh. Is this, is this Cloverfield? This is the, the, the field of Cloverfield, of like the Clovers. 
it's like this big, all-encompassing, ethereal thing that you think is there, but you want it to be there, but it's actually not. Got it. Got it. Then, uh, running in the number four, the Nutcracker. That's the Disney Nutcracker. Another $10 million, adding to a measly $35 million total. Oh, I think we knew the thing was going to bomb. And lastly, uh, rounding up your top five, A Star is Born. Still in, another, in there. Still in there. Another $8 million. What's that put at? Six weeks now? $178 million total so far. Woo! That's off that $35 million Woo. budget. Yes. That is making buco bucks. Yes. Um, good call on whoever decided to produce that thing. Yeah. That. You're getting uh, paid. Bradley Cooper has a hit on his hands. Yep. Uh, look forward to more movies by Bradley Cooper. Easily. Uh, uh, yes, easily. Someone will write him a blank check and say, go at it. Someone surely will. And then that movie will definitely be a bomb because he has a blank check and not have rings in. Yep. By the way, in case if you're wondering about that other debut this week, Girl in the Spider's Web. Yes, follow-up uh, of the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, it only made $7 million, so it's just out of this list. Oh. Uh, that thing actually did something? It did literally just $7 million, uh, okay. which is low. <laughs> that is not good. All right, uh... Coming up this weekend, uh, if you're wondering what movies to see in the cinema before Thanksgiving vacation what, starts. What do we have before the Thanksgiving rush? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Johnny Depp in The Crimes of Grindelwald. Do, 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 do. Sorry, yes, that's Fantastic Beasts, colon, Crimes of Grindelwald. That is the sequel to Fantastic Beasts. It's colon, find them. and where to find um, them. This is, yeah, this is that. If you know what this is, you know you're probably going to see it. If you don't care, you're not. So I did not see the up. first one. Me neither. I have no. I have no. I know it's on HBO. It. I've been meaning to watch it. I probably will before I see this one. Yeah. Because we'll this one looks actually interesting, rather than running around finding animals. But Johnny Depp, though, that's but the Kate thing that's he's not the center focus, though. Even though he's the main villain, apparently, yeah. he's not the main he's focus. He's in the title. Yeah, but that's just the character. Okay. Also this week, what is Instant Family? Instant Family is the comedy starring Marky Mark Wahlberg and that British girl. That British girl. Um, Who is apparently right here behind the camera. Emily Rose? Rosen? No. Um, Wow, I have no idea. Emily... The blunt, not blunt, the other one. Not only blunt. The okay, other whoever it is. Uh, yes. yes, some sort of British Emily. Yes, British Emily who was in a five-year engagement. I don't... That is the ultimate shrug. I have no I, information I am you. blanking on her name. <laughs> Clearly. Anyway, they dropped uh, one girl who ends up having two other siblings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's a family. family of, Boom. of three. There Just you add go. water. It's yep. family. Uh, then also this week, something called Widows? Widows. Widows. Yes, this is the, um, Steve McQueen. Not that Steve McQueen. Not that Steve McQueen. The other Steve McQueen. The director Steve McQueen. Director Steve McQueen. Him of, uh, 12 Years a Slave. Yes, his film starring, um, Viola Davis and a bunch of other hardcore females in a Heist film. I, I love a hardcore female. They are all hardcore females, including okay. uh, Michelle Rodriguez, because she's a hardcore female. She, she is a, the hardcore female. <laughs> you you yeah, can say same. she is the hardcore female the of our generation. Hardcore. Anyways, um, they are 
they have to complete the Liam Neeson planned heist because mm. all of their husbands died. Oh, okay. Because they were in a crew. Oh, oh, so they're widows. So they're widows. Got it. But they're also like gonna sting you because they're like widows. Oh, like black widows. Yes. Oh, they're li- okay. It's layered. Things are connecting in my brain. It's layered, <laughs> and I like are I like layered stuff. Okay. Yes. I love layered stuff, like a beefy five-layer burrito. Mm. Love layered. All right, that's your new releases this week. Yes, uh, that looks good. I'm planning on seeing that possibly. Yep. Uh, Tuesday, if I can. Because I'm excited for it, and so is my doctor. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, well, she by the way, I just realized she something. She likes Viola Davis. Earlier when you said my doctor, I literally thought you were talking about your doctor, and I was really confused. Oh. But now when you said it the second time, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're not just talking to your doctor about personal stuff. Sorry, I got confused there. Let's move on. That's it for Box Office. Did you see any movies this week? No, but no. I just realized that I lost the game. Lost the game. Yep. Uh, so that means we can safely... I didn't see any movies either. So that means we can safely move on to movie news. Yep, which um, means I, I don't have to pay attention to this. Good. I can pay attention to you guys. Good thing. Our first story is... Th- th- thank uh, you for distracting me. No problem. Our first <laughs> story is about... Um, about Disney, because we have to have a story about Disney every week. Yes. So, but this it's time is the culmination to... of something we've been following for a while. It is time to ring in the bells, ring in the chimes. It's November, which means it's almost ding, the end ding, of 2018. Ding. And one of the big things about 2019 that we were promised was the Disney streaming service. And do we have a name for this thing? Are we still going to call it the Disney streaming service? We, don't, we no longer have to just call it the Disney streaming service. Okay. Disney has given it the name of Disney+. Plus. Right alongside uh, ESPN+. Plus. ESPN+. Plus. This and, makes sense. Uh, all the other PlayStation Pluses and yep. other Plus Premium. Yeah, it makes sense. Disney uh, Plus. I mean, why why muddle, muddle up the... Like, why confuse your audience by coming up with something weird? Just call it an existing like name. I like Heart Disney. I Heart Disney. And yeah, that works. Uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. It's... It's perfect. That's what it is. It works really well. I think this is a perfect name for the thing. So, what will Disney Plus be, you ask? Uh, I think it's going to be kind of pricey. That's not a question. Oh. <laughs> You're supposed to ask. Oh, okay. What so. will I get for this Disney Plus membership fee? Well, uh, it will be home for uh, both past titles and original series, which of course it is, including uh, new content from Marvel and Star Wars, uh, as we predicted, predicted as well. Uh, Mandalorian and... That's all that's confirmed so far, because that's shooting. Well, guess what? Here's what? more. What else? They also plan to pull content from Netflix in 2019 and move it all over. Ooh. Are yes. they just going to buy it out then? Because that thing's still contracted. Uh, we'll see. I think they're going to buy them out. Marvel confirms Loki, who will still be played by Tom Hiddleston, uh, fan will get favorite? his own original series. Oh. That's smart. Okay. Yeah. Fan favorite Tom Hiddleston will be yeah. Loki and... Continue to not die. Low-key, low-key. Low-key. <laughs> a prequel series to the Star Wars movie Rogue One is also in the can. About character Cassian Andor. Uh, you don't know who that name is. Diego Luna. Uh, A.K.A. the male lead. Yes, the male lead from Rogue One. Yes, not, not uh, Felicity Jones. Yeah, yeah, the lady. Not the lady. Yes, not Lady Rogue One, but Man Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, so other... this will obviously be a prequel to Rogue One for spoiler alert. 
they kind of die at the end. Yeah. In case you're wondering, I am wondering about Disney's um, uh, steaks and other streaming services. Yes. How is Disney grilling those steaks? Are they well, medium rare? Yeah, they're they're delicious. Okay. Uh, but yes, first thing. So ESPN Plus. In case you're wondering about their sports streaming service. That had a pretty good start to compare it to. I'm so going to call BS on this. It reached Be- 1 million paid subscribers in five months. Which really? Which is not terrible. Yeah. That's actually pretty, pretty good, good for five months. I mean, considering the only place you can really advertise that is on ESPN. And to get people to sign up for the Plus service. Yeah. Yeah. To get 1 million people to sign up for anything is kind of impressive at yeah. any point. In case you're wondering about... Hulu and what this will change for Disney's stake in Hulu. Well, because Disney well, is recall, buying Fox. Yeah, if you recall, the 21st Century Fox deal, uh, which, by the way, is currently set to be completed by January 1st, uh, will give Disney a controlling stake in Hulu. Okay. Uh, so that'd be 60%, right? 30 yeah. 30? And also will give Marvel Studios control over the X Men film franchise. These are all things that were assumed that are now confirmed. Okay. So we, we uh, knew they were going to get the X-Men, yeah. but the controlling stake in Hulu is the important thing here. Right. It's, the, because, it's kind of the X-Factor, because do they need Hulu and Disney Plus? This is where I was saying that they keep both, uh-huh. and they just run things as normal for Hulu, yeah, and then have all like exclusive in-house content put on the plus. Put on the plus. Put on the plus. Well, yeah, it'll be an interesting 2019 uh, to see this play out. At least now we kind of know that we have an idea about what to expect. Do you more on that? Uh, no, that is it for that okay. story. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, as the year kind of plays out. We're going to talk about Hulu a little bit later, I believe. Okay. In the TV section. In the TV section. Because it dissolves more about TV than it does for um, Disney. That's, okay, well, we'll return to that in a bit. But in the meantime... Let's talk about a different kind of movie studio, one that's not getting into the streaming business. But it is still an animation studio. But yes, an animation studio. That's what they are mostly known for. Ardman, uh, the, the people who brought you um, the Wallace and Gromit movies and shorts. The Chicken Run, the Chicken Pirates, and uh, uh, Early Man. Most recently, Early Man. Um, next year, they're going to Flushed do... Away. Yes. Does anyone remember Flushed Away? I, I remember the poster. I liked Flushed Away. I feel like I was the only person who saw that movie. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, the yes. Studio Ardman is sanding over a 75% stake in their business to their 140 employees. What? In a bid to protect the company's independence. Ardman Holdings is expected to make sales of 30 million pounds, that's British pounds, this year, and profits of about 2.5 million pounds. On uh, Friday, uh, the company brought brought out its very first video game, its first major console video game, major console called video game. 1111 Memories Retold. So I didn't know that was a game studio. Well, so that's what that was. When you asked me, what is this thing? I was yeah. like... I don't know. I think it's a remaster. Yeah. Well, nope. That's what this no, is. That's not. That's, that's a... That it's, so this, in this case you're not familiar with this kind of thing, this is actually something I've seen before other companies do, where it's basically like, let's split this up and give the power to our employees so that way we don't get tote taken over, hostile taken over by a company that's going to put us into the ground. Now, I've seen this done when companies go public. Yeah. But not necessarily if they're being kept private. Or being kept off the market. Yeah. That will be interesting to see how that handles, because 
the main reason they're doing this is to keep investors at bay by saying, mm-hmm. we want to control the power. If you work for us, you will have a say, a voice in how we run our business. It's, it's good. So regardless, yes. this is good for Arkman, I think. Um, they haven't, I mean, no real word or early word on what the next thing they're working on uh, is. Yes, there is. Oh, there is? Yes. It's not in the story. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, their next project is another Wallace and, oh no, it's uh, Shaun of the Sheep. Oh, another Shaun of the Sheep movie? Yes, another Shaun of the Sheep movie called Sheep Mageddon, Bob Mageddon. <laughs> Bob Mageddon. I think I so. Hope it's, I hope that's what the name is. I that believe it's is. Bob Mageddon. That'd be great. Yeah. That's exciting. All right, cool. All right, let's move on. Uh, speaking of uh, European companies, here's another one. Pepe. Is that how you say that? I think so, because it usually has an accent on the E. Uh, there is. It's I believe the, it's Pepe. Yes, yeah, not Pepe. They're the French company, I believe. Uh, Dutch. 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 They're Dutch. Dutch company. They're a production company. Uh, they've recently, though, uh, fallen on some hard times. Oh, no. Can they get up? Recently lost <laughs> 19.2 million euros. That's the equivalent to $22 million. In an internet scam that targeted them. What, is this the the prince from uh, Africa? Wire me money, I'll right. protect you. Yes, wire me $19.2 million. <laughs> uh, details of the scam were contained in an October 31st ruling by the District Court of Amsterdam on a lawsuit against Pathé for unfair dismissal filed by Edwin Slutter. That's a great last name. Pathé, <laughs> Netherlands' former financial director. Slutter was fired along with Pathé, Netherlands' former CEO and managing director, Dirt J. Maije. Did you just put this in here to see me uh, mispronounce these names? Yeah. Okay. Every, yep. Just one every week. Uh, one every week. To just toss just, just it to keep you on your toes. Uh, back in April after this scam was discovered. In emails apparently sent from the personal account of Pathé CEO Mark Lacan to Maije, asking her to wire up to $19.2 million in four tranches. That's a tranche. Um, they're, they're like bundles, basically. Okay, i never heard of that. Yeah, uh, whenever you talk about a huge sum of money at one time... They're called tranches? It's a tranche. I learned the word today. Yeah. Alright, uh, $19.2 million in four tranches to the bank account of Towering Stars General Trading LLC in Dubai. Yes, this does sound like one of those emails. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Majay was asked to respect the, quote, strictest confidentiality, again... Uh, this is about the transaction and exchange emails solely with Lacan's personal account to ensure that their discussions remain free of any risk of disclosure. The fraud was discovered in March of, on March 28th, the day after Meiji was asked to transfer money from the cash pool of the French headquarters to the Netherlands to complete the last part of this transaction. This is weird. This sounds like it's all done by email and no one actually talking on the phone about this. Like, yeah. hey, are you sure about all this transfer to Dubai? Like, <laughs> I know, like, I know you want a stake in Dubai media but, and buy uh, companies, but no one stopped at any no point during them. this process. Was like, this sounds weird. Yeah, no one stopped. Something them. about this is strange. Yeah, not yeah. until the very end. It's like, hey, by the way, I did that thing you wanted me to do. It was like, <laughs> what thing? What money? Very bizarre. And then, of course, you get fired from it because you mismanaged. $22 million. Messed up, man. All right. Um, yeah, so sum this all up. He's going to have to pay that back. Yeah. Um, his salary um, for the like the year and a half that it went on. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. In addition to the $22 million. But yeah, um, 
definitely check your emails and don't get scammed. Talk to people. Call them up. Call them up. If you must. If you must. All right. Lastly, in uh, movie news, before we move on, uh, Chris McKay. If you uh, recognize that name, that's because he was the director of the Lego Batman movie. It was kind of good. You yeah. liked that movie. Yeah. I like that it was, movie. It's a fun movie. It's not as good as the Lego movie, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, but yes, he has a new project. He will be directing a Johnny Quest movie. Yes. Warner Brothers. Say it as yeah. weird as you can. Johnny Quest. That, that's a franchise the, I hadn't thought about in 20 years. It's also probably one of the last 80s franchises to get rebooted. Well, to be fair, it's a 60s franchise. It goes back even further. Yeah. It was a 1960s cartoon, and then they rebooted it in the 90s. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, which is the one I'm mostly familiar for. I just remember, uh, remember I had that cool early CG uh, intro where you're moving through, like, green, uh, like, yep. computer mountains. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, Johnny Quest is coming back. Uh, this will be based on DC Comics' reboot, uh, recent reboot, uh, Future Quest, which is, I guess, Johnny the same characters and puts them in the future, it, I guess. It, it puts them in today's world. Well, that has been a success. So, Warner Archives will be releasing the entire Johnny Quest animated collection, I'm guessing that includes both series. I guess both series. On a Blu-ray for the first time in uh, 2020. So, look forward to a lot of Johnny Quest coming. So, that's a Johnny Quest Blu-ray remaster. Possible Johnny Quest live-action film Yeah. in 2020. I can yeah. see them doing that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Johnny Quest coming back. Yeah, Johnny Quest coming back. My dad will be happy. My dad right. loves the original. Do you cast Quest. Tom Holland as the lead actor? No. Okay, who do you get? Uh, Timothy Chalamet. I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably. Who's a kid? Uh, I'm thinking about kids. Kids? He's, no, it's not be that young. No. I guess Timothy Chalamet. I always forget he's older than I think he's he is. He's older than you think he is. <laughs> he's in his 20s. Yes. No, I think you might be right with Tom Holland. Now, Tom Holland's even too old, I think. Well, could have talked about Tom Holland for um, the Nathan Drake reboot, or movie, film, or whatever that gets. Uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. As Nathan Drake in Uncharted. I that. Yeah. Um, but there, yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, the early words that they want to get a big-name actor for the uh, Secret Service agent that follows him around. Yeah. Who do you get? Uh, I don't know. Who do you get? I'll go with Jason Statham, since that just comes Jason Statham movie. Oh, yeah. So, Dave Bautista. I want to go with Dave Bautista. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, is this He's got mine? some comedy chops. Uh, yes, I believe it is. Uh, the food in front of me, is that mine? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't get. I didn't understand that. <laughs> Thank you. It's totally yours. Sorry. We interrupt uh, this uh, podcast for my dinner. For, for food. <laughs> Anyways, you can chat on that because I'm going to move into our next category. All right. We're talking about TV. We're moving into television, and that means we start... In Mike's Sports Corner. Yeah, we do. And so we start with NFL. And, oh boy, Monday Night Football is insane right now. For is those it? of you who have not been paying attention to the so NFL. What's been going on in the, the, the world of football? So Ariana Grande is currently telling people to... Not Ariana Grande, sorry. Oh, shoot. That's right. We totally skipped... Sorry. Uh, I got a message that we totally did not cover a huge movie story. Which one? We didn't talk about Detective Pikachu. Oh, no. We have to stop your football talk for a second. About, we Pikachu. have to talk about Detective Pikachu. We have to talk about Detective Pikachu. No, we have to talk no, about Detective Pikachu. Yes, we do. No. We have to talk about that trailer. All right. A trailer dropped for Detective Pikachu. And at least my, um, my little world was changed. So, apparently, the artist who did the like real-life renderings... 
for um, Pokemon mm -hmm. for Legend 150 was actually picked up and one of the lead artists for this upcoming film, Detective Pikachu. But I guess that's not what you want to talk about. Because I think what you're referring to is, why is Pikachu so furry? Why is... Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. Why is Jigglypuff Why is Jigglypuff there? Jigglypuff is literally the balloon Pokemon. Yes, it should be smooth skin. I have a problem with this. Yes. And then, yes, um, you're, there's a lot of... I don't want to call it problems, but I want to definitely say your main actor is definitely a problem, considering that he's an relative unknown interacting with characters that are not there for obvious reasons mm -hmm. and it is blatantly obvious that he's trying to act to air and <laughs> not anything there <laughs> sounds like you had problems with this trailer i had problems with the trailer okay do you have problem do you think that this movie is going to be bad that's i want to get your temperature on it because then i want to talk about my reaction to it i would feel it's going to be like one of those like bad but good movies where you're either going to like i'm going to go into it i'm going to laugh at it and then also laugh with it because I feel the writing this thing is going to be witty and funny at times but also just the fact that actual people are interacting with actual Pokemon and it's not just the original 150 Pokemon it's all 750 Pokemon because there were some good ninja shots in there yeah, like, there were some recent generations yeah so it was like okay so that's clearly there, like, they're not going to shy away of, oh, we'll probably introduce stuff later. No, it's just all there. And I like that idea, because we're that far deep into Pokemon now. But at the same time, that's a lot to throw at people. It's a lot to throw the uninitiated. Yeah. But the, what, they're, what they're assuming is that at this point, kind of person that's going to see <laughs> this either has a base knowledge about Pokemon, or... Bear with me here. Okay. They're way into Pokemon Go. That's the thing. Is yeah. Pokemon Go, even though the kind of zeitgeist about it kind of disappeared, I'm still hearing people talk about it literally all the time. Well, and like when I said that the Pokemon, when the uh, Super Bowl trailer for Pokemon, uh, the tw for the 20th anniversary premiere, I was like, this is amazing. This mm -hmm. looks great. I don't care if this is for Pokemon Go, but turn this Somebody into a movie. Somebody will make this into a so movie. turn this into a movie. So... I have some reactions about this trailer. Okay, so yes, there's the furry Pokemon, you know, fine. I think it's very interesting conceptually to me as someone who's followed the franchise literally since it started. Yes, I mean, you have a book, a book there called Pikachu's Global Adventure. Yeah, it's fascinating, by the way. Uh, but yeah. Um, Plug, pick it up. <laughs> it's an interesting concept to me because this is the first time we're getting a piece of, like, actual official Pokemon media that is saying, this is what a Pokemon would look like if it was real. That hasn't happened before. The video games, you know, they do their best to show 3D depictions of Pokemon, but mm -hmm. they know that they're still video games. Yes. They don't try to be like, oh, this is a realistic well, Pokemon. That's Game Freak. No, it's like, they, they don't need, that's not what this is for. This, however, is the first official interpretation where we're getting official art mm -hmm. of what somebody thinks a Pokemon would, a Pikachu would look like in real life. Well, like, like that is. Fascinating. That's what, like I said, like that guy who did all the artists yeah. read the his own renderings of Pokemon in real life. They brought him on, like, like, hey, that's as accurate as we think we can get. Mm -hmm. So let's get that guy. Also, um, another thing that I thought I, I thought I had about uh, this this trailer when I was watching it, and this is very specific to me, 
again, so you know that this is one of the few things that I can really nerd out about. Like, Pokemon is special to me. Yes. To the point where, as I think I've brought up on this podcast before, I used to write Pokemon fan fiction. This yes. is a thing that I used to be very embarrassed about, but now I'm like, I don't, I don't care. People, plenty of people wrote fan fiction. Yeah, I, I still do it in my head. There you go. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, I'll put it in paper, but it's definitely up in here. And this movie, one of the reasons why this is so fascinating to me is because I see elements like this is a, something that somebody would have whipped up in a story uh, ten years ago. If this wasn't already a, a you know existing property, mm-hmm. like taking Pokemon and imagining real life scenarios besides the ones presented in the television show in the game, mm-hmm. are literally what those stories are and all have always been about. And so seeing stuff like the kid has posters of Pokemon battles in his room, or seeing random po- people's Pokemon in the in in the, in the like streets. in the streets and stuff like flying that. around, that is the coolest messages. thing in the world to me because that reminds me of that vibe that I got when I was writing and reading other people's Pokemon fanfiction, and it's special. It's like something that like triggers something in my brain. So. What I'm trying to say is, regardless of the quality of this movie, regardless of whether this thing is actually good, whether the script is any good, whether... It, I'm glad that it's being made, because this is... Like I said, this is triggering something weird in my brain, because I, of my connection to the franchise. I'm kind of glad you it's brought... It's cool that it exists. I'm glad that you brought up that it feels like fanfic. Yeah. Because that's definitely the vibe that I got mm-hmm. watching it, and that's the kind of vibe I actually don't want in this film. Yeah. I don't want to feel like some 10-year-old wrote this 15 years ago, mm. and it's just there. First of all, I was 15 when I started writing mine. Second of like all... Like I said, 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Anyways. Nearly at this point. It's I know, getting there. It's getting there. Oh, boy. Anyways, uh, but yeah. No, like I said, I don't want this to feel like they threw this together to basically please fans. I want this to be an actual movie that's enjoyable. And that's and, where the jury's out. And that's where and the That's where we're going to have to wait until the movie comes out because I want this to be good. Yes. I would want I want this to be a decent movie. Like if this is our generation's um um Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I which it could be. It could be. But Roger Rabbit is still good to even today. Oh yeah, no. But what I'm saying is is that Thematically, it could. I just I, what I'm hoping is it's more it, Roger Rabbit than it is space. Ready Player One. Yeah, that's the that's my 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 yeah. my the scary part of that trailer. That trailer is that it could go very Ready Player One. However, I think this is gonna land right in the middle, and it's gonna be a Space Jam where it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna look good. It's gonna be fine for the time. You're gonna have great memories of it, but it's terrible. But it's reflection. gonna be yes, it's gonna be terrible on reflection. That is an amazing scale. I love that. On one end, Roger Rabbit, and the other end, Ready Player One, and then Space Jam smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Love it. I feel this is going to be Space Jam. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. I had to I had to get all of that out, because I've been thinking a lot about Detective Pikachu. And I know we have not talked this about week. this trailer. No. I, I brought it up to you, but we have not talked about it. Okay. But, yeah, I guess we can get give people an idea if you, they haven't seen yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, Detective Pikachu. Ryan Reynolds is a Pikachu, uh, who I guess presumably used to be a human detective. According to the Game Boy video game, video game yeah. it was a human detective who died, and consciousness was 
magically, electrically transferred into a, a nearby Pikachu. Um, so, this there's a kid uh, who presumably um, can't locate his parents. They're missing. Yes, and can only talk to Pikachu and, and communicate. he is the only one who can understand Pikachu speaking to him. In, like, he in understands English. his Pika Pika as English. As yes. Ryan Reynolds' voice. Yes. Everyone else? No. They can only hear a Pikachu voice. Which, they actually got, what's her name? At least, oh, oh, in, the, according the, to the, the trailer, it looks like they actually got what's her name, the, the Japanese voice of Pikachu, yeah. to do Pikachu voice, which I was surprised by. I mean, it's the Nintendo property. Because you have to. Yeah. That is the canon Pikachu voice, still. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, that's the plot of that movie, at least so far. Yeah. We can tell. So far. And then there are explosions and jigglypuffs. Yes, there are jigglypuffs. There yes. are. Bulbasaurs. Yes, I like the designs of Pokemon. Actually, I was I was I was talking to people. I'm not movie. so I like them. Even though I'm poo-pooing it, I'm not turned off. Yeah, by their designs, which I thought I would be, but I'm I'm not. I'm just uh, cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. that this thing can actually be good. Mm-hmm. And therein lies the scope of we have to wait for the thing to actually come out to yep. give it an honest opinion. So I guess we will find out. And all right. This is like something we have to keep on our list then. Okay, our, cool. on our, our all right. Aisle. That's all I wanted to talk about. We can move away from Detective Pikachu. I just we couldn't move on without talking about it. Okay. It's I try to. Anyways. I try to. All right. Yes. So let's return back to your sports corner. Yes. Yeah, sports. Sports. Sports happened. Is happening. Currently happening. So Shakira is uh, messing up the NFL. Okay. So what is Shakira doing? Okay, so, uh, this Monday night football, this Monday night football, uh, was supposed to be played in Mexico City against the LA Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams are currently 9-1. Top, top three. The only other 9-1 team is the Saints. And the only reason they're 9-1 is because they beat the Rams, who gave them their only loss. Now that I'm, um... Than malting about that. Um, so this would be like a top matchup going head to head, possible Super Bowl preview because NFC, AFC, NFC, and played in Mexico City. But the field is kind of messed up. Yeah. And by kind of messed up, I mean it is literally unplayable on. Mm. Um, apparently, this happened back in the middle of October. Uh, when Shakira performed and completely ruined the field, and they wait, could, her performance ruined the field, and they yes. never cleaned it up. Is uh, that what's going on here? Yes. Okay. And not only did they not clean it up, but they've had other like events on the field as well, and they've never had time to properly prepare it, mm. uh, or I not see. prepare, but repair the damage done, um, leaving to people or leaving to players saying. They will not play because the field is messed up and they don't want to injure themselves. Makes sense. So the NFL, in a mad scramble, officially moved the game from Mexico City back to L.A. for Monday Night Football. Wow. So I don't know if I would blame Shakira. Oh, we can blame Shakira. I think think the blame goes on people responsibly responsible for maintaining that field. No, well, yeah. I don't think Shigera is responsible for maintaining that field. Oh, no, no, it's not. But she initially ruined it. <laughs> Granted, this was still a month ago. She initially ruined it. 
But I think, I think your blame is going the wrong way. Oh, no, I'm okay. not, this is not blame on Shakira. This is just saying this is what happened. Yeah. That it's Shakira's problem. <laughs> it's not Shakira's problem. Right, it's NFL's problem, which they fixed. <laughs> anyway. It's Shakira's fault that this is a problem. It's not Shakira's fault. Yes. Without Shakira performing there, they would Stop blaming Shakira. Well, I'm not blaming Shakira anymore. Shakira did not... Then Shakira did nothing wrong. Fine. Shakira's hips did the wrong. Shakira's hips do not lie. I didn't say they lie. I said they did the wrong. That's kind of wrong. It... I mean, to some people, they're, they're wrong. Like, <laughs> in the right kind of ways. Anyways. Anyways. So wrong that they're right? <laughs> yes. That's what you're saying? Anyways. Uh, that is happening. The game is officially in L.A., Traffic will be horrendous because mm-hmm. it's five o'clock on a Monday. I had the option to go, probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. So now NFL's in a mad dash to basically try and sell the stadium. I sell tickets to the game. I was gonna say sell the stadium. Well, sell out the stadium so it doesn't look empty. Right. I think they can manage. It's Los Angeles after all. Yeah, I'm sure they'll definitely find people who want to go to a Monday night football game. On ESPN. Yeah. Watching by Disney. Disney Plus and Story Now. Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. All right. And brought to back up. Okay. Um, Is that it for that? So what else happened in sports? Um, it looks like you down here you have the, um, that's it for football, but you do have the um, Major League MLB. Baseball MVP awards. Yes. Uh, the MLB wrap-up finals uh, award show will take place tomorrow, Thursday night. So, unfortunately, we don't have uh, the answer of who's going to be the AL MVP, the uh, NL MVP, Manager of the Year, Coach of the Year, stuff like that. But we do have other awards for the kind of, like, lower divisions. We do. or Not lower divisions, but lower awards. Not as prestige, I guess. Yes, including our man uh, Otani, who uh, won the American League Rookie. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, that is the, the award that he chooses. Yes. Uh, O'Shea. <laughs> O'Shea. O'Shea. Sho- Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is uh, Shohei your Ohtani. American League um, Rookie of the Year with mm-hmm. 10 wins and 20 home runs. Yep. And um, Not since Babe Ruth has something like that happened. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, a broken something. Uh, broken <laughs> and one broken arm. Yeah. Because Angels pitching staff. Over on the other side, the National League, uh, Ronald Acuna was your... Matata. Ha. <laughs> Ronald Acuna. Yes. Uh, he was your National League rookie. Uh, Yadier... Uh, yeah, I believe he was on the Cleveland Indians. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, Yadier Molina. Yadier Molina, former catcher of the Angels <laughs> way back when, like some 15 years ago. He won the Roberto Clemente Award. Uh, that's basically the um, Good Sportsmanship Award. Okay. It's like the NFL's Man of the Year award. Got it. Yeah. Uh, J.D. Martinez won the American League Hague Aaron Award. Uh, for slugging. And Christian Yelich won the National League Hague Aaron Award. For slugging. Billy Bean won for um, MLB Executive. And this is important because this is the first year they're doing this. Uh, executive, executive of award. the Year. Okay. Um, this goes, this is the, the inaugural year of it, uh, Billy Bean wins because Bean. Moneyball and Brad Pitt will show up all dressed up to accept award. <laughs> yep, Brad Pitt will accept, <laughs> weirdly enough, Billy the Bean Billy will Bean not be award. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to NASCAR. The final four drivers in NASCAR yes. are racing for the uh, Monster Energy Series championship title. That includes Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick, and Joey Logano. Just imagine a registered trademark behind each of their names. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is the worst thing that could happen. Why? Because I hate all these guys. <laughs> hate all these dudes? Who, yes. who would you want on this list? Um, uh, my girl, Larson. There's a girl? No. Um, so, there's a driver <laughs> called Kyle Larson. Oh. But I just ignore the Kyle and put Brie there. So, I, that's the only reason I refer to him oh. is Brie Larson. Oh. Brie Larson. Uh, yes. Uh, but, yeah, we have um, Kyle Busch, who wins basically everything, and so everyone hates him. Yeah. Martin Truex, who wrecks all the time, but surprisingly is in this. Okay. Kevin Hartick, who is <laughs> the favorite. And Joey Blogano, who should not be there. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there was a race this past weekend in Phoenix uh, to settle who would be the final four. These are your final four, and they will race for the championship cup in the Homestead, Miami. Haha. <laughs> Some final four. I mean, they don't even have, like, Pokemon to battle you. No. They're not elite. They're not elite. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, um... All these guys are looking for their second win, except for Joey Blogano, who's looking for his first. Okay, well, we'll see what happens in the world of NASCAR. Yeah, and this is a winner-take-all, so what happens is that even though there's four people racing for the, the cup, they will still have the entire 40-driver uh, field running. Yeah. Whoever finishes the highest out of those four people will win the cup. So you'll, So someone could win the race... But then someone else could win, but not necessarily win the cup. Okay. So it's, and to tell all four people, they can wreck, they can do anything and be like, I'm not going to win, I'm in last, I don't like this guy, screw him over, help my other teammate win. It is going to be insane. Okay. Well, NASCAR people look forward to it. Yes, yes we will. All right, let's move on. Um... We're moving out of sports into proper television news. Okay, so what do we got for first story? We start up with a sad story. As residents of California well know, uh, the state is uh, enduring a couple of pretty horrendous we're, wildfires. We're currently in the state of emergency. Yes, yes we are. Uh, one of which has affected a prestige HBO television show. Not Game of Thrones. No, it's Westworld. Unfortunately, the historic western town area, Paramount Ranch in Agora Hills, California, where productions including Westworld have shot, uh, was burned down Friday in the Woolsey Fire. Uh, HBO said in a statement, Paramount Ranch was one of the locations used during seasons one and two of Westworld, in addition to the primary location at Melody Ranch in Santa Clarita. Westworld is not currently in production, and as the area has been evacuated, we do not know the extent of the damage to any structures remaining there. Uh, most importantly, our thoughts go out to all those affected by these horrible fires. Ours do as well. Yep. Um, um, it seems pretty bad. A lot of people are being displaced. Apparently, the city of uh, the, the the town of Paradise basically no more. Yes, uh, uh, Paradise, California, fire. not. Uh, Nevada. No, Paradise, uh, California. Paradise, Nevada is basically Las Vegas. Yeah, it sounds like 80 to 90 percent, depending on uh, yep. uh, records, uh, say uh, that those um, houses are burned. Yep. Uh, this Agora Hills uh, ranch, or for Paramount Ranch, was not only home to Westworld, 
but to a lot of other um, 80s Western films and yeah. 70s Western films, um, this was the main street, uh, if you, you could say, of Western, of the Western films in Hollywood. Um, a mainstay, you could say. Yeah, and for sure. It all burnt down. For sure. It seems like a go-to, oh, you're shooting a Western? Go here place. Yep. Won't be the place anymore. Uh, so that's a sad one. Yeah, like I said, uh, we hope that um, uh, people move quickly about putting out those fires. We hope that uh, the firefighters do a good job. We hope people are, that are displaced find their uh, find locations to live. Yep. Uh, we hope the government helps as much as they can. Uh, we and, definitely hope so. And we hope that our president sticks uh, uh, sticks his head elsewhere because we don't want him to, to complain about us anymore. And uh, no, apparently our <laughs> new uh, governor in in waiting yes is already uh, um, butting heads with them governor elect newsom yes um yes has already said that what he's what his plan is for this so we'll see yep but not a great not a great time to be uh you're in california but hopefully things will get better yeah apparently the air quality from the fire has mm. been so bad it's been real bad that uh it's been affected that affected the Monday night game this past week uh, in santa clarita uh, for NFL, or for the Giants against the 49ers. Um, for the upcoming game in L.A., the Chiefs at L.A. Rams, that not only will um, teams be on site for health conditions, but they will, uh, NFL is also graciously giving out tickets to those uh, not only affected by the fires, but those helping out first responders yeah. to the fires. So, yeah, um, rough, rough stuff. Uh, but we hope everybody affected um, yep. is okay and uh, figures figure stuff out. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on. All right, talk about something good. Let's talk about something, well, I don't know if this is good, uh, but it could be uh, potentially good for people in the international audience. So remember how we talked about Hulu a yes, while ago? Yes, I do. And this story is also about Hulu. Apparently, during a recent earnings call... Disney chairman Bob Iger said the company plans to be make, uh, begin making Hulu available in additional international territories after their purchase of Fox is complete. Currently, the streaming platform is not available in many countries outside the U.S. While licensing agreements may restrict some programs from being offered internationally, no official details about this have been announced. But uh, this would mean that it would basically be treated like Netflix is, yep. and there would be a version of Hulu um, in all sorts of international areas. So. And seeing as Disney will become the de facto de owner facto, yeah. of Hulu, they'd be able to call this shot. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing as they're getting a lot of this in place for their Disney Plus streaming service, yeah. I assume that they're basically going, well, you know, if you're going to do it for this, can you do it for this as well? Uh, uh -huh. here. So just kind of like yeah. piggyback along. Yeah. And that's just basically Disney ending up owning the the streaming game over Netflix. It could happen. That's it, probably what they want to happen. That's probably what they, it's definitely a good way for Hulu for. to bump those numbers. Yeah. And if like all the other companies would be like, bump, well, bump, Disney, bump the if you want to go ahead and do that and make us money, go ahead. I mean, if we have to do nothing, we'll just take <laughs> the money. Say you're taking the money, exactly. Like, like, we'll just sign up on stuff that, that can get approved. Like, yeah, go ahead. Just show all our stuff. We'll yep. still collect the 30%, 10%, whatever we own checks every month yep cool 
All right. Well, we'll see what happens with that next year. Yep. In the uh, meantime, is, I mean, this is also planned to help curtail like piracy. Uh-huh. Although, that's actually um, studies have shown that easy access to entertainment has actually helped curtail privacy. Um, especially HBO Go has been and HBO Now have been like leading the charge in that. Because if you have easy access to HBO stuff, premium cable shows like Game of Thrones, it's actually shown that in studies of privacy, privacy piracy actually goes down mm-hmm. when you have when you actually have access. Makes sense. Yeah. Because if you have access, there's no reason for you to go through illegal channels. Yep. There's no Makes reason sense. to do the the extra work when you just. I got it. Which is what has been my argument for the anti-piracy stuff sold play forever, which is make the product good enough and available, mm-hmm. and then you then you won't have a reason to pirate. Yep. All right. Let's move on. Our next story. Speaking of Netflix, is over at Netflix. Oh, okay, but not actual Netflix. I mean, technically, we could go actual Netflix, but. This is a Netflix holiday special. Yes, it is. It's a spinoff of something we briefly talked about uh, last week, but I think we're going to go into more in-depth today. Uh, we've, of course, been watching uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Ooh. Yeah, very chilling. Um, we'll talk about, like I said, that. we'll talk about that a little later. In a, bit, a minute. Here. In a minute. But first, uh, if you've been watching it, well, you'd be happy to know that they announced a winter uh, a holiday special. And that's fast. Yeah, that was fast. So this will occur after uh, this current set. It will uh, be uh, released on December 14th. It will be called A Midwinter's Tale, and it will revolve around the Church of Night's annual celebration of the winter solstice. Uh, Sabrina event will drop alongside other Netflix holiday special series and movies slated over the next six or so weeks. Uh, that uh, slate starts on the 30th of this month of November uh, with Netflix's Great British Baking Show Holidays. Because even Netflix knows the holidays don't start till after Thanksgiving. Yeah, they know. They know what's up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, so, that's good news. Um, uh, I've enjoyed, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but I've enjoyed what I've seen of Sabrina so far. But, Glad we're getting another episode. But have you enjoyed uh, previous Netflix holiday specials? Uh, yeah, I mean, the BoJack one is good. Um, I liked the... I mean, that's pretty much the only one I've seen, I guess. Uh, I think about it. Did you not watch the, uh... I'll say... Sissy Space set? No. No. Uh, the, uh... Oh, we watched that Bill Murray The Bill Murray, yeah, very Merry Years Christmas. ago. Yes. That was like three or four years ago now. Yeah, uh, that's the only other one I could think of. Yeah. They put those Shrek ones up there, the Puss in Boots stuff. Sure, but that's not theirs. No. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I think that this is a good oh, idea. Oh, do we just the, the, both the Yule Log? Oh, yeah. And the Nick Offerman holiday right. trip. Both of those things. I'll, I'll be drinking thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I, I'm looking forward to this. This will be a good addition to the, the current slate of Sabrina episodes that we have. Yep. That'd be good. That'd be good. All right, we'll talk about that more in a second, but first, let's wrap up our Netflix stories uh, by talking a little bit about other things that they're launching. They had a showcase in Asia. 
uh, where they uh, offered some um, more of uh, some more uh, culturally uh, culturally significant uh, releases over there. So as we talked with Hulu, they're trying to catch up with Netflix, who has a global, global appearance. Reach. And here's some examples. Uh, here's a couple of shows: an anime uh, based on the films uh, Pacific Rim, the, uh, the Pacific Rim movies. That's smart. That's smart, and that makes sense, because those things did... They're very anime. One, they're very anime. Two, they did box office in the yeah. Asian markets. Yes. And uh, alter, uh, and also an anime based on Altered Carbon. Uh, I believe that got canceled here. Yeah, it did. But I remember yeah. it having a fan base. So yes. So this makes sense. This is this is probably smart. Well, the concept is basically... Is kind of mostly based off Ghost of the Shell. Yeah. So that makes sense. That that will also be an uh, animated film. So those or two will series. Yes, those two will join 100 new and returning originals across eight countries in Asia through 2019 as Netflix increases its investment in Asian stories and storytellers. Uh, Netflix's first forays into the space included crime thriller Sacred Games, which launched in India, anime series Devilman Crybaby uh, from Japan, and the variety special Busted in Korea. In the past year, and if the all if some of these sound either foreign or hey, I didn't see that in my Netflix queue it's because they weren't in the U.S. Netflix queue. Yes, they were a region specific. Yes. I do believe we got the Devil Man Crybaby. Uh, we though. did get the Devil Man Crybaby because those are words that go together. <laughs> Anyways, I have no idea what Devil Man Crybaby is. But well, uh, I've heard that said. I've heard a Devil May Cry. Yeah, that's a very different thing. Baby. And lastly, uh, this isn't really the bits, but I'll call it the bits. We have a little bit of announcement here. Yes. Uh, premiere. We have a couple of important premiere dates for shows that we watch. Yep. Brooklyn Nine-Nine will have its NBC debut on January 10th. That's coming quickly. Yes. Uh, so exciting. Get ready for some holiday runs. Yeah. Uh, or holiday promos, I would say. Holiday runs. Holiday promos for Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't want to see Andy Samberg's holiday run. And then also prepare to see the annual Halloween heist. Yes. In February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do that. They, I, want, I don't want them to skip it. This they'll year. just do a flashback. They'll to just it. do. Yeah. I think that would make sense. Anyways, so that's exciting. And then also, the one that the rest of the world has been excited for, who aren't me, um, Game of Thrones finally. Has a release month at least yes. of April of 2019. Yes, it's um, a final season of Game of Thrones. They say April. Uh, that could also mean April 30th, the last day, the last Sunday of the month. It could, yeah. That's a big month. Yes. Um, basically, this is going to be a summer release. Coincide with well, summer movie release. Early, early summer release. Well, I say that because yeah, I go to summer, summer movies. Summer is after Memorial Day. I know that's what you consider <laughs> summer, but for the movie summer movie season, it is the first week of May. You're a summer movie season. Let's move on. I am a summer movie season. That is it for the premieres that we uh, thought were notable. So that means it's time for television thoughts. What thoughts. have we been watching? Besides Sabrina, what have you been watching? Uh, before we get to that. Nothing new. Nothing new? No. Oh, I have been watching um, How to Make a Murderer Season 2. Okay. I don't believe I talked about that last week. I don't believe we have. No. So I thought they were on Season 3. Two. Really? Yes. I thought there were already two seasons. No, there was only one season. So, uh, How to Make a Murderer Season 2. I mean, you can definitely look it up. 
There's, there's only two seasons. <laughs> that's, that's true. Okay, anyways, but yes. That anyways, thing. so while the first season uh, focused on the trials and tribulations of the Avery case and how the case went and what resulted in Stephen Avery being in jail, season two takes is more of a docu more of a docu series than season one, which is basically a documentary. Uh-huh. And wherein I'd like it because it's kind of in the vein of a of the Innocence Project. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Okay. Uh, as the prosecutor tries to go tries goes through the case and does all this extra stuff, all this extra work. Uh, into trying to determine that Stephen Avery is innocent of this crime. And so, instead of it being like, here's what happens, like, here's what we do, here's what we're doing in order to get this conviction overturned. Okay, got it. Okay, that's an interesting take. Yeah, and while it's going through it, it's also like, well, because the prosecutor is trying to recreate the murder. Instead of just being a DA, like, here's how this happened, and this is how it couldn't have happened. The, the This uh, prosecutor basically is like, here's how it could have happened. Here's how we got the same results. Here's all the testing that the state did that is clearly wrong or somehow altered to the facts that we got from our own testing. And it's all this extra science work behind the scenes. And it's really interesting in terms of basically the innocence. Right. Oh, yeah. it's not. It's not through the innocence project. It's not that, but it's, it's not that. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely similar. similar in in that vein of trying to it, working a case to free an innocent man. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, anything else? No. Just football. Football. Um, <laughs> John Oliver has been going on. Right. Uh, I would like to note, uh, I saw this little tidbit, but uh, due to the midterms this past uh, couple of weeks, mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert, yes, that's Stephen Colbert, has beaten Jimmy Fallon in the very highly contested sub-50 age range It seems like he always beats Fallon during political times. Yep. People switch. People yep. switch. They want to know what Stephen Colbert has to say. Yeah, they, they want to be informed rather than entertained. It's just fascinating to me that people still associate, associate Stephen Colbert with politics. Yeah. That's I, really cool. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's plenty of him to cover every single night. That's true. <laughs> That's absolutely true. There's plenty to cover. In 2018. Yep. Okay. Anything else? Anything else that I have uh, watched at new? TV? Yes. New? New? No. Okay, cool. Uh, well, me, uh, so I'm caught up on uh, season three of Riverdale now. Okay. Wait, did that end? No, it is in the midst of season uh, season three as That's I speak. That's what I thought. Uh, tonight is the fifth episode of the season. Um, it The last week episode was ridiculous. Uh, here's, here's how ridiculous it was. How ridiculous is Riverdale? It was so ridiculous that they did an entire episode where all the characters played their parents in a flashback to the early 90s. And that's not even the most ridiculous part of it. They did a flashback? Within this episode, they also play a tabletop RPG. 
And they dress up. They LARP. I'm not making any of this up. Uh, I know. Riverdale is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. It may be... It may, like, like I, I, as I said after I finished it, I, I, that may have been the stupidest episode of television I've ever seen. Sounds like But it, it was hilarious. It's so stupid. So you're just watching it to laugh at it at this point then. You know, it's more complicated than that. It's like, yes, it's funny. And yes, it's ridiculous. But so, you do actually find yourself getting engaged. Uh, like, I do, I do want to know what happens. It's stupid, and I know it's stupid, but I still good. want to know. At least you know it's stupid. Oh, yeah, no, I'm very aware. But that doesn't make it less good, is I guess what I'm saying. All right. Is I'm a strong, a strong believer in something can be stupid but enjoyable. And this is stupid but enjoyable for me. Okay. Anyways, so I'm caught up on that. Um... The teen ter- tournament on Jeopardy is going on right now. I was watching that the other night. I was totally owning it. Started watching um, a Food Network's Holiday Baking Championship. I have that recorded, yes. Yeah, I don't watch uh, that. Speaking of Food Network, I'm also watching the uh, Thanksgiving Baking Championships. Yeah. All right. But That's we need good. to uh, now talk about uh, the thing, the big Netflix release that we've now uh, just about finished. I have one episode left. I, I haven't watched. I didn't watch anything. Okay. So. But now this gives us a chance to talk about it a little bit more than we did last week. I, I feel we said enough last week. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, we, uh, I'm almost done ahead, with uh, Chilling Adventures, Sabrina. Almost done. Wrap up. Uh, but yeah, I guess to wrap up on that, it's like, it got a little bit more ridiculous. Yeah. It's uh, not t- totally taking itself as serious as I thought it would. Uh, and it kind of took a turn uh, with a crazy death and not death um, that happened in one of the episodes well it's, yeah because who really dies <laughs> again yeah it's just like Riverdale like it is over the top and it knows it's over the top it's just they tonally approach it in different ways like Riverdale tonally approaches it like a stupid teen drama Sabrina actually approaches it it's like no we're going to take ourselves seriously in this world that we've created and it's going to be like a horror miniseries. And they do kind of play it straight like that. But they're still very aware of how ridiculous the things that are actually happening in the universe is. But I think it works. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm fascinated to see what they do with this winter special. Um, because I uh, like it. And uh, I haven't finished it. But from what I understand, it finishes up in a really cool way. So, so yeah. I enjoy it. Okay. Uh, does that wrap us uh, up? That, I think TV? that wraps up television, so let's move right on to cancellations and renewals. Uh, I want to see if there's any like, TV specials coming up soon. I mean, probably it's uh, Thanksgiving, so probably you'll have uh, whatever the hell Thanksgiving Charlie Brown special is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is just thanks, just thanks Thanksgiving. Yep. Thanksgiving's um, coming. Yep. Next week. Uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is next, next week. week. Next week. I mean, we'll presumably be recording before this happens, so... Yeah, but just in case. <laughs> That's next week. Right. Uh, cancellations and renewals is our next section. Let's talk about cancellations, things that are canceled, and things that are coming back. All right. I've, let's talk about things that got canceled. First thing that got canned was TNT's Good Behavior. It's been canceled after two seasons. 
Okay, by watching too. Reverie on NBC canceled after just one season. Um, technically, wait, is this one I think is. I don't know. Technically canceled. Yeah, that's what it says. Canceled after one season on NBC. No, that's the other one. That's, okay, I'll, I'll think of. Uh, USA is the television show based on The Purge. We'll get a second season. So The Purge season two. Yep. Um, ABC's The Kids Are All Right and Splitting Up Together. Uh, those will both get fully full season purchases over at ABC. So look forward to more episodes of those. Yep, full season orders. The CW also got on the full season order train with uh, three of its new ones. Uh, the reboot of Charmed uh, will be yep. getting a full season. Legacies as well, and All American. All yep. three of those will be finishing up their runs. Uh, NBC's I Feel Bad will get a 13-episode extension to its first season. Uh, no. That's That's wrong. what it says here. Now, not extension. It is capped at 13 episodes oh, currently. Oh, the, the purchase at 13. Yes, the, the purchase instead currently of a full season at 13 order. instead of a full season order. Okay. It is not officially canceled. But they're seeing how the rest of it does. Yes. Got um, it. Okay. It's currently in early purgatory. You know how, how they feel about that? I, I, I know how... Um, and Paula feels about it. How, how does she feel about that? I mean, she's not in it, but, but she, she feels kind of uh, bad about okay, it. Okay, okay, there it is. Oh, <laughs> okay. They feel bad. All right. <laughs> I know where you're going. Chop pull some teeth there. Feel bad. All right, speaking of feeling bad, we have to talk about the deaths, unfortunately. Yes. You knew this was coming. Uh, let's go with the other one first. Yeah, let's go with the other one first. First up, uh, the voice of Hal 9000 from uh, from uh, uh, 2001 Space, Space Odyssey, Odyssey, Douglas Rain, age 90, has passed away. Yes. Uh, you can't ask actor, him to sing Daisy anymore. Voice actor, uh, but uh, most notably for Hal 9000. Yes. Uh, but speaking of most notably, unfortunately the most notable death this week was a rough one for a lot of people. Uh, the Marvel Universe uh, all uh, cried. Came together. Came together and had a cry this week because Stan Lee, uh, father of most of the Marvel superheroes that uh, are known and loved, uh, including Spider-Man, the X-Men, kind of had overseeing of most of the most popular Thor, uh, uh, yes. the most popular of the Marvel uh, canon. And yeah. kind of the the seen as kind of the godfather, the grandfather of of the franchise, for kind of like the grandfather of superhero comic yeah, books. superhero comic books. I mean, he has a cameo in every Marvel movie. Still, uh, he uh, was yeah. CEO of the company for a long time, and even after he wasn't the CEO, yes. uh, after he stepped down, he was still a, a consult like a consultant role role at the at the studio forever. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. He, he was instrumental in saving Marvel in the oh, yeah. in the late nineties. Yeah, when it was going to be basically going to go under, that's when he sold the rights uh, for a lot of his properties to uh, major studios. Major studios. Uh, in order to save his company, in order to save Marvel, in order to obtain or retain it, obtain retain, retain it mm-hmm. um, from. It's slipping into investors' hands, into shareholders, and yeah. basically becoming a entity instead of the corporation that it is. Yeah. The, the, the big Disney buyout was instrumental from him. Um, getting everything back 
into the Marvel Studios, past ten years. Yeah. And that's just past ten years, seven billion dollars. Um, we mentioned, uh, and you can mention you mentioned the cameos. Uh, for those of you who are worried about the cameos, he actually filmed a couple years ago his cameos for right. four films in advance. And this was back in last year in Thor Ragnarok when he first got sick. So mm-hmm. four years past, or four films past that would have been um, event, event. Infinity War uh, still. It, uh, it would have been um, Black Panther, mm-hmm. Infinity War, both of them actually because yeah. they filmed back to back. Right. Uh, Ant-Man and um, Captain Marvel. So yeah, up, up until Captain Marvel... Still expect to see his cameos. Now they'll be even more bittersweet. Well, no, before. you will see it in Infinity, wherever Infinity War Part yeah, Two is. That's what it means. Sorry. Yeah, but no, because that was filmed back to back. He was able to film most of the stuff in Green Or they already had a plan for it, so they just insert them because they're, they're cameos. They're not major parts of the film, but. But yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so those of you worry about that, expect to see an immemorium. Not not during Captain Marvel, but probably during Infinity War. Probably, yeah. At the end, I, I think you're right. But yeah, um, it's it's a it's a rough one because of how beloved he was by a lot of people, a lot of fans of the Marvel universe. Um, he'll definitely be remembered. I mean, uh, I do want to take a moment to say that yeah, not all of his career was great. Uh, he did have a reputation of being a hard person to work mm-hmm. for in a lot of cases. Uh, didn't necessarily treat his uh, people who were under him very well. Also, there was, of course, the controversy about the last few months of his life, where there was discussions about people possibly harming him. Yeah. Uh, there was discussions about where he lived being unclear. and It was just a disastrous last year of his life. And so uh, to see him, though, uh, uh, now uh, moving to a better place is, I think, the, the best thing that could have happened. And 95 is a long time to live. It is. It's a long, big life full of stuff. And, yeah, and an impact on, on millions upon millions of people. Not a lot of people can say that about things that they've created, but Stan Lee definitely could. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the characters he he had a hand in creating uh, have affected people, undeniably. So, yeah, uh, it's a rough one, and uh, he'll be missed. All right, let's move on. I mean, yeah, if there's really nothing else we could say I mean, about we, that. we could go into more detail, but uh, we also have to keep moving. We also have to keep moving because this podcast can't be 3,000 hours long. No. Let's talk about music. But we're already halfway through. So let's talk about music. Yes, music time. We always start music with the Billboard charts, and it happened. Uh, uh, Star is Born? No, we have, a num- we have a new number one song. Is it Pentaton? Oh, a new number one song. We have a new number one song. Is it Ariana Grande? Maroon 5 has been dethroned, yes, by the ponytail herself, Ariana Grande, with her number one single, song. Thank You, you. Next. Thank You, comma, Next. Yes, Thank You, Next is your number one song in the world, right, or the nation right in the, now. In the nation. Moving to number two is Girls Like You by Maroon 5. Number three is Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. Number four, Happier by Marshmallow and Bastille. And five, Lucid Dreams by Juice World. Your Billboard 200, your albums chart, topped this week by another debut. Metro Boomin with Not All Heroes Wear Capes. I don't know who that is. Um, from what I understand, if you don't like Metro uh, or something about Metro it, Station? If you don't like Metro, he, he can shoot you or something like Or he will shoot you. I don't know. Anyways... 
Metro Boomin's what? Not All Heroes Wear Capes is your number one record this week. A Star Wars Born soundtrack uh, moves down to number two. Uh, followed by number three, the soundtrack of Bohemian Rhapsody that is credited to Queen. Yes. Uh, I guess because it's mostly Queen. It is kind of like <laughs> Queen's um, album, The Greatest Hits. Number four, The Last Rocket by Takeoff. And number five, Scorpion by Drake. Oh, I made it back. Oh, no Star is Born. No, I said it was number two. You number were paying two. attention. I was not paying attention. <laughs> you kind of zoned out there for yeah. a second. Anyways, but yeah, I'll that was your top five. And yes, uh, yes, Ariana, uh, Ariana is so fucking grateful for her ex. Yep. Uh, which, which one? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so that's your that's your uh, billboard coming up this week. Here's your new releases. All right, what am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here are records that are coming out. First up, Anderson Pack with Oxnard. Okay. Uh, City Girls with Girl Code, not the MTV show. No, no, not the MTV show. I like that show. That was hilarious. Uh, John Mellencamp with Other People's Stuff. <laughs> yes, that John Cougar Mellencamp. No, he's not Cougar anymore. Ah. He's just regular John Mellencamp. Aww. Uh Little Mix with LM5. Mariah Carey with Caution. Yes, that Mariah Carey. New Mariah Carey album. Mumford and Sons. I mean, with that would explain why she's on The Voice. <laughs> I mean, uh, among other reasons. Among other stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, Mumford and Sons with Delta. Yes, New Mumford. <laughs> POD. I didn't realize it was still making music. Still. With Circles. Riley Walker with The Lily White Sessions. Smashing Pumpkins with their new record, I guess, with the recently reunited uh, uh, group. Shiny and Oh So Bright, Volume 1. <laughs> yeah. Weird name. And uh, uh, the the good, the bad, and the queen with Mary Land, and lastly that uh, for uh, the, uh, the previously uh, mentioned um, Michael Bublé final album called Love. And now I have a bone to pick with Michael Bublé. All right, what do you have to say about Bublé? So you know how we talked about a couple weeks ago, Bublé was going to not tour, not put out an album, going to be just like put out the album and then go and be a dad to. His yeah, son. that was the plan. That was the plan. <laughs> Until money got involved, Uh-oh. because he's going on tour. Okay, to not promote. a farewell tour. Didn't say farewell tour, just <laughs> uh, a tour for his new album, Love. But yeah, he's going on tour after coming out and saying that he was done. He's not done. Yeah. Publicity stunt. Uh, now have a bone with him. Oh well. Anyway, but that's my. Two ugly sets. <laughs> two sets. Uh, on the bubble. On the bubble. All right, let's move on. Uh, first story in music news is about Neil Young. Aww. How young is he? Not very. Uh, he has again had to tell our president to stop playing his song, Rockin' in the Free World, at his campaign appearances. Uh, once again, joining that giant train of people. Yep. He says, quote, legally... The president has the right to. However, it goes against his personal wishes. Well, I think you have to pay for those rights. That's true. If you pay for them, what can you do? He added, however, he chose not to listen to my request, just as as he chooses not to listen to the many American voices who asked him to stop his constant lies, to stop his petty, nasty name-calling and bullying, to stop pushing his dangerous, vilifying, and hateful rhetoric. Again, that is Neil Young quoting. That is a quote from Neil Young. Yes. However... (laughs) <laughs> however, however ditto right. however ditto well we'll get to ditto later yes we'll get to um, ditto later 
Um, other artists, uh, or sorry, uh, he has lost his home um, recently, by the way, to the aforementioned wildfires that are currently devastating northern and southern California. Other artists who have also been affected by the wildfires include uh, Tame Impala's Kevin Parker, who lost gear in Malibu, Miley Cyrus, who lost to their home, her home, I don't her know home. why they're... Her, and Limp Bizkit's Wes Borland, who lost guitars and other music and equipment to the natural disaster. Yep. So, uh, yeah. It's wild, it's big, it's in your face, if you're here in California. Be careful out there. And then there's also a fire. <laughs> yes, also. All right, next story. Uh, speaking of things, uh, uh, well, I guess, I guess. Spats. Things being speaking of spats. Speaking of spats, yes, I, they're, they're comfortable pants. I like to wear them. Yes. No, uh, not spat. Those kind of spats. Speaking of beef, we get some beef here. Lord has some beef against uh, Kanye West and Kid Cudi. Oh. Uh, Lord took to Instagram to accuse Kanye West and Kid Cudi of stealing the stage idea she had used in her melodrama tour, uh, specifically at last year's Coachella. I watched this performance, uh, streaming, Yes. and it was really cool. I thought it was really, really awesome what she did with her stage. Uh, the 2017 Coachella performance, as well as uh, uh, pictures of West and Cuddy's similar levitating platform stage element. Yeah. Uh, she posted both pictures on Instagram, kind of a compare-contrast kind of thing. She it was not that, a compare contrast. It was compare yeah, and compare. That's, that's there there was no contrasting. Yeah, he, she pointed out that Wes copied the the, the, the uh, floating stage that had become her artistic staple during uh, him and Kid Cudi's performance at Camp Flognaw in Los Angeles back yes. on Monday or Sunday. So, so yeah, this is pretty obvious. I saw the pictures and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what Lord did. Oh no, I saw the with the tilting stage yep. and everything, which again I thought was really really cool yes. when I saw it for the first time. Yeah, it, it's cool <laughs> if it's an homage. If you throw it out to her, I mean, granted, Lord did do a couple um, songs. Yeah, and this is like Heartless when she performed yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, she has covered Kanye's material in the past. She probably won't anymore. Yeah. Uh, but back in the day, she probably did. Uh, she had. And, and so, yeah, there's some... And there is um, uh, some, like, photos of them hanging out together. They were somewhat friends, uh, him, her and Kanye. Yeah. So it makes some sense that they may have discussed things before. But not to the point where, yeah, he's just completely lifting elements of her stage presence. All right, let's move on then. Uh, out of that kind of beef to uh, some spreading of love. We continue our story about the late Kiss, Chris Cornell. Um, his um, his community keeps up uh, uh, um, doing a good job of trip uh, 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 making a tribute to him. Uh, yeah. I am the so highway. If you, uh, if you didn't realize how big of an impact Chris Cornell was beforehand, did. Th- this is this should be painfully obvious yeah. now by this point. There will be a tribute at the Forum in Los Angeles in January called "I Am the Highway." Uh, it will include uh, performances from members of Soundgarden, Temple of the Dog, Audio Slave, Foo Fighters, Metallica, Ryan Adams, and many more. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> members of Ryan Adams. Members of Ryan Adams. <laughs> I was going to say that, aside from Ryan Adams, all those other bands are basically yeah. somehow, in one way or another, involved. influenced or involved. Influenced or involved directly with Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, tickets will go on sale for this on Friday, November 16th. At 10 o'clock in the morning, Pacific time, and all proceeds will 
benefits EBMRF, which I believe was the um, uh, foundation that was formed in his name. Yeah. Uh, for uh, uh, early treatment, I guess. Like early treatment of, I guess, uh, of suicide. Symptoms of, of yeah, suicide thoughts. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yep. All right, let's move on. Our last story in music here. Uh, the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Woo! They've Hall of Fame graphic coming up. Yep, they've announced their slate of nominees to be ele- elected for induction at its annual induction and awards gala on June 13th, 2019 in New York City. All right, who do we got to look forward to? Songwriter Hall of Fame nominees include Mariah Carey, Missy Elliott, Vince Gill, Dallas Austin. I don't know who that is. That- Chrissy Hind and Jimmy Cliff. So, Dallas Austin. Yeah, who's Dallas Austin? Uh, I was, I Besides I get, being Texas the person. Uh, technically, no. He's not country, <laughs> believe it or not. Okay. I thought you would know this because no. he wrote a bunch of the hits for Boys to Men and TLC back in the I 90s. I did not know that, but that's great. Yeah. Uh, a lot of R&B stuff he wrote, and cool. so, yeah, he's nominated. Also, Missy Elliott is the first black rapper to be nominated. Cool. And Mariah Carey. Wait, wait. I think, oh, no, think no. you meant Phoebe. to say... Black woman, woman yes. rapper to be woman nominated. Rapper. Yes, you know, not rapper. black rapper. rapper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah. Jeez. But yeah, that's, uh, a, well, that's, that's a slate. I mean, that's definitely like a who's who of who wrote that song. It'd be really cool to see who uh, gets a nomination there. Yep. All right, and uh, to wrap up music, you listened to a couple of things. Uh, I listened to a couple of things. I listened to two hours worth of music. Ooh, boy. The reason I bring this up is because both of one, these albums are long. One was a deluxe album. Okay. One was a super deluxe album. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> All right. What did What did you suffer through so I didn't have to? All right. So <laughs> I'll t- I'll go in order from where I listened to them. Okay. Because funny enough, both these albums complement each other. In the fact that one is actually good and one is actually, like, not good. <laughs> oh, okay, good. So, first off, we have Imagine the Dragons album. I can't imagine those dragons. Imagine those dragons. I cannot. So, Imagine Dragons album, Origins, the deluxe version. This thing is an hour long. And it kind of feels that way at, at times. But... It also is kind of interesting because I see why they call it Origins. Yeah. It feels like one of those MTV Unplugged stuff that they oh, do. Oh, Lord. Not, not in the... Not, Did they do an acoustic record? No, it's not acoustic. Okay. But it definitely feels stripped down of most of, like, the uh, ex- excess stuff, excess production stuff okay. that they throw into it, into their, um, into their music. Right. It definitely feels a lot more pared down. It's a lot... Wow, it felt like these are the songs they they wrote before they got famous, uh-huh. before they had to make a hit. And so they're like, hey, now that we're a big band, people like our music, let's put this all this excess stuff that we have on an album. And it definitely feels like excess B-side stuff. Okay. Which is good, because you get more Magic Dragons. But also not because it's not hit after hit. These uh-huh. aren't going to be the radio plays, um, except for three songs. Only <laughs> three songs. Except for three songs. Well, one is the one that's already out there. Uh, yeah. I say that because this is like a, a fifteen-song playlist. Okay. Or playlist, fifteen-song album. So one song is the one that's already out there. Natural. Um, sure. Yes, that, I've heard that. It sounds like an Imagine Dragons song. It's an Imagine Dragons song. <laughs> uh, 
um, it's out there, that's your hit because it's already out there. Yes. One another one is that's going to be out there soon that probably won't get radio played, but I'm glad they made it anyways. It's called Zero, and you will hear this if and when you go see Wreck It Ralph because it is on the official soundtrack. Oh boy, okay. Uh, it's called Zero um, for Wreck It Ralph. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Okay. Coming up next weekend, I believe. Is that really next week? I believe that is next oh, weekend Jesus for Christ. Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, okay. So get ready for that. It's year. And man. lastly, uh, it is called West Coast, and this song <laughs> sounds like it is a one a love song to the West Coast, okay. like a love ballad, but it's also like a love song to someone else that you're in love with, and it just definitely feels like a indie song that okay. for like trailer wise wait are you talking about me personally or are you just saying in general in general like someone looking... else they are in love with because I thought for a second you were telling me that they wrote a song about Carly Rae Jepsen and no. I was like what no. no that's not what you were saying that's not what I say. I say like <laughs> if you're like if you're if you're an indie filmmaker you're looking for a trailer to portray <laughs> a, a song in please your please go your to problem. an actual indie artist and not to Imagine Dragons yes but but if you're if they turn you down yes but <laughs> this song is also there for you and oh it's, lord it's it's good enough <laughs> it's good enough compared to like all the other stuff that's on that album to, it's to good where enough well when you compare these three songs to, like everything oh else that's God. on that album it's like okay I I like these this three. Everything else is just like gonna be washed over me and like yeah. uh, okay, I see where you're going for. It all has one cohesive vibe, but that also means that none of them stand out amongst each other. Okay. But these three songs definitely that just stand sounds out. Sounds like the Magic Dragons to me. It's well, just, yeah. It all kind like, of sounds these like these three songs thing. definitely stand out, definitely okay. give them a listen. Okay. But as for like the rest of the album, it's uh Yeah, it's sad. It's an Imagine Dragons album. All right, Something then tell me about song. the other album that I pretty much know how this is going to go. Oh, this is the exact opposite oh, of, of okay. uh, Magic Dragons, in that this thing is electronified, highly produced, and very clean. All right, is that the new mic word for 2018? Yeah, we, very we, clean. We didn't have one this year, so, <laughs> yeah, so electronified. All right, yeah. I like it. Yes, I'm talking about <laughs> Muse's new Yes, the deluxe, band Muse. The band Muse. The band Muse. Yes, their new deluxe album. Did they make, wait, I'm going to take a guess here. Uh, did they make another album about how they're, about like technology and machines and revolution and their synths and their guitars? Yeah. Okay. Are there, is there, do they talk about drones? No, this is not drones. Uh, no, I know it's not the album Drones. I'm just saying, <laughs> is the subject of drones brought up at no, least once? No. But uh, talk about algorithms. surveillance. No, talk about algorithms. And okay, algorithms. Age. All right. Uh, uh, space. Yeah. All right. Uh, robots. Um, no. No. But I think AI is brought up. AI. I was going to say AI. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. That uh, sounds like a Muse record. Does it suck? No, it doesn't. Ah, uh, man. It's good. I like it. Eh. Uh, I did listen to Drones. I remember back <laughs> when, and it was kind of terrible. I can't believe they put out a record just It was kind of terrible. This one is actual, is actual <laughs> Muse album in that it's polished it's clean this is basically a producer going this is how your album's supposed to sound yeah this is how a muse album's supposed to sound don't stray from their lane 
And they definitely don't. Okay. But because they don't stray from it, it's exactly what you so think it is. So this one is for the fans. It's exactly what you want. It's for the fans. It's for the fans. And it's definitely for the fans because this is a double out. Oh, a deluxe okay. album. Yeah, they know it's where their bread is buttered. And they buttered a lot of bread. They buttered a lot of it because it's an hour <laughs> ten. Slathering it on. This thing's 70 minutes long, so uh, you got to play for the fans. And uh, they're... Uh, uh, is this their play for streaming? Something like, human. Oh, that, that song sucks. I like it. That song sucks. Something human? I've heard it, and it sucks. It doesn't suck. It sucks. Okay. Well, the rest <laughs> of the album is... Harder than that. Yeah. Okay. It's louder than that. It, from the first play, you gotta definitely tell the difference. Basically, it's from these two albums back to back. It's like, oh, this sounds like it's made a studio. This sounds like it was made for the arena. Okay. Take a guess which one's which. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Um, I guess that's that. That's yeah. something for the for the muse heads out there. So yeah, if you're into the rock scene and want to. Listen to an it's album. the rock scene. I feel like an old man. You are an old man. <laughs> I feel like an old man when I said that. <laughs> I came out of the mouth and I was like, the if rock you like scene. like that rock music I've been hearing so much about. Uh, anyway, I think I'm supposed to take that call. Are you? I well, think so. too bad. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll call back in like yeah, 10 minutes let's, here. Let's, call let's wrap it up in 10 minutes. Anything, Anything else? Do you listen to any other music? Uh, no. This was kind of a down week for me. Uh, 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 I was basically just listening to more of what I listened to last week. Okay, yeah. So I, yeah. So I listened okay. to those two albums and um, kind of didn't listen to any other singles that came out. Okay. Cool. All right, let's uh, move on then. Yep. We uh, Let's move out of music into video games, our final segment of the show. All right. Let's uh, kind of go through this kind of quickly. Yeah, then. we will. We will. Because uh, first up, we have our upcoming releases for this week. And it's Oops. a big release week. First up, if you've been following Snoop Dogg on Twitter, you'll know that the Spyro Reignited trilogy is out this week. Wait, is he yes, in it? Or is he there just... was a sponsored ad, tw- hashtag ad tweet from Snoop Dogg this week about Spyro. Is he just, like, really into Spyro? No, it was an ad, so he was okay. paid. But yes, uh, Spyro Reignited Trilogy is out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One this week. That is the remakes of Spyro's 1 through 3. Fallout yes. 76. Uh, note, as we noted earlier yes. in, in our uh, season here, if you do happen to buy Spyro on disc, you will still need an internet connection yes. in order to play Spyro 2, two and three. 3. It uh, is stated on the box. Yes. But I still think that's one of the dumbest things to happen in 2018. But the bigger one this week, uh, one of two big releases this week. Uh, oh, that's a huge release. Yeah, it is. Fallout 76, the new Bethesda RPG uh, with MMO elements, out this week on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Battlefield 5, if you're into those multiplayer shooters, out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Is that World War Two related? Or is that that is gen? back to modern Modern times. day times? Yes, okay. that is not a I have not II seen game. a lot of ads for that compared to like Battlefield no. 4. No, I know. Isn't that weird? Like, yeah. If they're putting this out out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, the word uh, was uh, previously that early projections were not super stellar for this thing. It's kind of coming out in the shadow of Call of Duty right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Also this week on PC, The Sims 4 gets an expansion called Get Famous. From what I understand about that is there will be a new career uh, where you can make your sim be an influencer. 
a social media influencer. Not only that, but apparently you will also there's will be enabled a first person mode. Oh god. Uh, for The Sims Four. But if you're and a, people are already thinking of ways to ruin that for yeah. everyone. But if you're a Switch owner, uh, you'll be happy to know. It's Pokemon time. This season is upon us. Happy Pokemon, holidays. Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee are finally in stores this week. That is the remake of sorts of the original uh, Red and Blue, except this time in Polygonal 3D with a Pokeball peripheral that is sold separately or bundled with the game in retail stores mm-hmm. um, and uh, multiplayer cooperative uh, elements. So... Who knows? It's, I feel still feel like there's a lot I don't know about this game, and it's coming out literally t- in two days. So, uh, I, have you been watching a lot of the trailers? No, maybe? I have not. Are the treehouses? I've been pretty much, like, I haven't been aware of a lot of stuff that's going on here. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how people react to this yeah. thing and whether it's something that I should play or not, because I remember when they announced this, I was like, I don't know if I want this or not. And so now, now it's here. I'm going to see how things play out. I'm going to hear some reactions uh, from Pokemon fans and the uninitiated alike. See if this is something I actually need to invest money in. And I may or may not play this for next week. We'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, that is it for new releases. So let's yeah. move into mo- uh, video game Speaking news. Speaking of stuff like haven't been able to play, I yeah. still have yet to play Red Dead Redemption. It's yeah, not been out either. of that box yet, and so therefore yeah, I'm not going to... Drop 60 bucks It's sitting for right it. here, and yet I still haven't played it. You know. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's move on to uh, video game news. All right. Our so first story is a follow-up from last week. A couple weeks ago, actually. Uh, yeah, we talked about the idea of Microsoft possibly buying Obsidian Studios, our downstairs neighbors. Well, turns out it, it actually happened. We called it. It happened. They officially signed Obsidian Studios and In Exile Games, another uh, similarly struggling uh, RPG studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, to exclusive undisclosed amount details. Uh, Microsoft had gone from six first-party studios to 13 in the span of less than a year uh, following their announcements of all the studios they bought back at E3. Yeah. Uh, if they aren't gearing up for Total War Next Generation, I'm not sure why they'd be so aggressive. Is those your words? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this is smart. This I is mean, basically making sure that they have a, um, a line of exclusives ready for the next year. Well, I see this as the Netflix strategy. Yes. Buy, yes. give a bunch of creators a yeah. bunch of money, yes. and hopefully they'll create something they'll that people, people will want to like, watch, want to play. This is also in a, um, this is happening at the same time as Microsoft, you don't have this, but this is kind of concurrent. Microsoft announced that the Xbox Game Pass will now be shared with Windows 10 PCs. Yes. So that means if you have a Game Pass subscription already on Xbox, you'll be able to play most of those games, if not all. Yes. On your PC as well. And Phil Spector said that he's going to Spencer. expand... Spencer. Spencer. <laughs> Phil Spector is a very different dude. Yes, he is. Uh, Phil Spencer <laughs> is going to expand the... Wall of sound. The, he's going to... Ex- the horns in the back there. He's going to expand section. the Windows 10 uh, app game store to be more inclusive. Right. And basically, not, not, not redefine, but re- retool it so it's more... Yeah. More of that crossplay that he wants people to have in their growth. Yeah. Also, what, what kind of where I was going with this is that these two stories uh, happening at the same time is interesting because uh, Obsidian and Exile, classically PC developers. Yep. So that's maybe plays into that a little bit. All right. Moving on. Our next story. If you're a Final Fantasy 15 fan, 
Well, we have an update for you. Yes, Square Enix is canceling Well, stuff. yeah, all sorts of things are happening with the franchise. Uh, first of all, uh, two years after uh, the, the game's release, its um, uh, production, I guess, producer Hajime Tabata will be resigning uh, from his company, Luminous Productions, and, of course, Square Enix proper, as of October 31st, 2018. Yes, he was the lead director on yes. the DLC content. He says he has a project that he truly wishes to solidify as his next challenge after Final Fantasy XV, and for that reason he has decided to leave his current position and start his own business in order to achieve that goal. He's doing the Kojima route. Yes. So that means that any future downloadable content that has not already been released for Final Fantasy XV is now cancelled. Uh, this is of note because the team that was working on Final Fantasy XV was the Kingdom Hearts 3 team. So now they're freed up. And so, for all DLC, it went to this extra studio, yeah. meaning nobody at Square Enix was actually working on Final Fantasy DLC. So now, all hands on deck on Kingdom Hearts. Yes, which got a new trailer released. And we'll probably and it go gold Pooh Bear. pretty soon here. Yes. yes, it was a Pooh Bear trailer. They showed Pooh off Bear. a couple um, mini-games. It's continuing to look fantastic as they polish it up, make everything polish look nice up, and polish neat. Polish it up. And I am... Overly eager, you can uh, say, can tell. <laughs> to play this damn game when it finally comes out. Well, when it comes out next year. Yes. Uh, so, I didn't realize it, but uh, I looked ahead because we're close enough to July, January 29th. Yeah. The release date. It is a Tuesday. It is also the Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> wow, you got a busy week that week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Let's <laughs> move on to our next story, which is another follow-up from Nintendo. So don't be surprised if there's, like, a Super Bowl trailer. Yeah. Probably not, because okay. the game will be out by then, but, yeah. you know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, next up, uh, follow-up on our story about Nintendo about their case of ROM uh, sites. Yeah, so we reported uh, about six months ago, I want to say. Yes. Uh, that Nintendo had sued um, some ROM sites. A popular ROM site. A couple yes. ROM sites, uh, and they immediately took down their content. Well, uh, here's kind of a follow-up story about one of those owners of said ROM sites, Jacob Mathias. Uh, so, Jacob Mathias and his wife have agreed to a consent judgment and a permanent injunction that will resolve all outstanding disputes with Nintendo. They admit that their involvement with the websites constituted... Uh, direct and indirect copyright and trademark infringement, which caused Nintendo irreparable injury. However, on paper, they actually agreed to a judgment that exceeds $12 million. Nintendo negotiated such a high number on paper to act as a deterrent for other site operators. In practice, the defendants could end up paying much less than 12 And they most likely will. This is one of those big numbers they throw out. To just see, to, yeah, to be like, hey, this could be you. Yes, you could be the next one. But in terms of actually collecting on it, they most likely will not. Not, not going to collect need that much. They don't actually. They don't need that much. I mean, they're no, Nintendo. They're Nintendo. <laughs> it, it's the lawsuit to deter other people from being it, and also if you continue to practice it, we will go after you, and you will have to pay some million dollar five for it. Yes. All right, moving on to our last story in video games here uh, before we wrap up story about Steam and its uh, possible bugs in the system. Artem Art, let me try that again. Artem Mokowski, a self-described bug hunter, came across a glitch in Steam that allowed him to generate thousands of free keys for any game he wanted on Steam. Uh, 
Mikowski discovered and reported the bug back in August, but Valve only allowed the information to go public recently. For his troubles, the company paid him 15,000 uh, British pounds. Yeah, she got As opposed free to games. a lifetime of free games. <laughs> she got free games out of it. Yeah, still got free games. In short, the bug took advantage of an issue with Steam's developer tools. Using specific parameters, anyone with access to those tools could have made the service spit out keys for games that didn't belong to them, just like he did. Yeah, uh, he was able to get Portal 2 keys to the tune of, like, 42. Yeah, God. To which, you know... Someone could like take those keys and basically sell them, right? Because they're afraid of him and make money off of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he actually remember like back in April, or March or April, we talked about a different bug this team right. had. Right. Yeah. Same guy. Same dude. Same dude. He's the bug hunter. He's the bug hunter. So he got a couple uh, nice, cool payday out of that as well. Nice. I'm surprised Val doesn't just. Pay That's the, yeah, I'm surprised they just don't hire the dude and put him on the security team. Yeah. All right, that does it for video game news. Did you play any video games this week? Uh, I played the FIFA Story Mode. Oh yeah, you did. Now this is gonna an older game, so we don't have to go too no. into depth here. But no. you've been playing FIFA 19. Yeah, I played FIFA 19. I played the Story Mode. Um, it divides the story into three parts or three different players. Yeah. Uh, two of them are guys. One is one is girls. The guys are in the uh, European League, chasing after that that fancy Euro trophy. Meanwhile, the girl is none other than oh, uh, a PC player. Yeah, yeah, just, just an NPC person. Oh, okay. Well, not NPC, but uh, create a character person. However, <laughs> but you get to play and be mentors with one Alex Morgan. <laughs> oh boy. I bet you're excited when you yes. found that out. Oh, when I found that out, I screwed the other two stories. I'm sorry. You did what? I I, I kind of bypassed the other there two stories. There we go. All right. And solely focused on the uh-huh. making the you women's fo- team. You focused on it? Uh, yes, because... How, how, how much you focus? You play as a 16-year-old girl <laughs> on the... Um, I do not. Yes, you play as a 16-year-old girl <laughs> on the U.S. national team, and you get to work your way to be best friends with Alice Morgan to, to where she is your mentor. Aww, that's cute. Not only is she your mentor, but you get to uh, build that relationship up to where you basically become in sync. Yeah, you do. Uh, and yeah. Lance Bass, JC Chazé. Yep, JT. J- uh, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick. Is that it? Joey Fat Joey, One. Joey Fat One. Yep. <laughs> Come in sync. Yep. Come in sync with Alex Morgan. <laughs> yes. In sync uh, with featuring. Yes. Also, uh, for the guys, you, you get your mentors with any of the players on their teams uh, that you decide to choose from. Okay. So, like, you could be. Uh, Mentors with uh, Ronaldo and mm-hmm. Juventus and all the other, all the other soccer players. people, soccer people, soccer men. So it's fun. I like it. It's a continuation of the previous story. Did not play the previous story, but apparently you do not need to play it in order to continue. Okay. Uh, that's all I played. Right. I didn't play anything. I played like a little bit of Soul Calibur two. I downloaded the the uh, season pass a while oh, ago. Oh, you did buy it. And so I've been playing a lot of Tira. Yeah, of course you uh, did. But other than that. Still working through story mode on that game. Okay. Um, haven't even gotten to the point where I'm done with all the story stuff, so I can finally like check out like the museum and arcade mode and stuff. <laughs> that game is enormous. I'm not even close to seeing all of it yet. I'm mm. so happy I bought it. 
All right, uh, but yeah, that's it for for video games I played, which means that's it for the Media Boat Podcast. That's it for us. We're done. All right, plug away. Let's wrap this up. Uh, if you like what you saw here, we're live every Wednesday night now at six p.m. or six eh, fifteen ish, depending. Yeah. Uh, we'll go live on our social media channels to let you know when uh, we are on. But yes, if you want to see us live, that will be Wednesday nights on YouTube. Just search our uh, YouTube for our channel, Media Boat Podcast, uh, and you'll find us. Subscribe so that way you get notifications when we're live. You can also hear the audio version of our podcast as well. Uh, that will be found on Apple Podcasts or any podcast catcher of your choice. Just search Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find our uh, voices on there. On social media, we're on Twitter at, at Media Boatcast. We're on Facebook at Media Boat Podcast. Just search that. We're on twitch.tv slash Media Boat, and we're playing video games and streaming them. And uh, we're on Patreon if you want to help us out with money. As little as a dollar a month can help us out. That's over at patreon.com slash Media Boat. Lastly, if you want to see some of our writing, you can see it on MediaBoatPodcast.com, our website where we have an archive of everything that we've written uh, for the podcast on there. Uh, that will do it, then, for this episode of Media right, Boat Podcast. that'll wrap us up. We will back be back next week for yep. a Thanksgiving feast edition uh, we'll of Media so Boat Podcast. We'll be so, so thankful and uh, so feasty. So fucking thankful for our ex. Ex? Uh, thank you, next. Uh, thank you, next. Next. Okay. Anyways, that'll do it. We'll be back next week. Thank you all for listening. Peace out. We'll be back next week for more news and thoughts and reviews. Okay, bye.